Hey there, Impactful One. This is actually an older episode of the Impact Driven Entrepreneur podcast. And so to get an updated list of our offerings, what's going on in our world, and all of the things in an updated version, make sure you click on impactdrivenentrepreneur.com or like go to our site or click on the link in the show notes section for this podcast so that you can um, get all of the most up-to-date products, services, and updates from us. I appreciate you being a listener. You're here to make a difference. It's our job to help you do that. Welcome to the Impact Driven Entrepreneur Podcast, the podcast that helps you to build a thriving coaching company by becoming a thriving, impactful CEO. We do that through the impact formula methodology. And what this means is that you're going to be selling out your offers, scaling beyond one-on-one into group programs, and leveraging a team so that you can exponentially increase your income and slash your work week. It's time to experience the true income, impact, and freedom you deserve. Welcome back. I'm so, so, so excited to talk about this topic. This is the secret sauce of freeing yourself from a J-O-B in your business and really creating leverage and leaning on people, which is the number one way that companies grow. Companies grow from people. People grow companies. And so a lot of times what I see is that coaches are really struggling to get their business off the ground, to like help more people, to make a bigger impact and all of that. And when we look at what's going on underneath the surface. It's beliefs and ideas of like, if I want to get this right, I have to do it myself. If I, you know, I tried delegating, I tried hiring a VA and like they couldn't follow directions or like it didn't work out. And what I want to really teach you is this idea that when we hire, when we lean on people is when we can have our freedom back. It's when we can grow and scale and have the ultimate business, right? This is really what building a company and a business is all about. It's not about being the one-man show that saves the day and is the hero of doing everything. And if it, if that's how you're building your business and, and you're struggling to find the balance, to have the freedom you want, to like not be burnt out and spend time with your family, right? If that is your experience, then I want to invite you to look at things in this new way and to really lean on the people that you can bring into your company that can help make a huge difference for you. For me, this was like the biggest shift for me when I hired a salesperson and they were selling for us. It was fantabulous, okay, because it took all of the weight off of me and the pressure off of me to always be selling and always be trying to hit those numbers when I had the help and the support. And so I think, you know, if you have ever fallen victim to thinking that, you know, you can't afford to hire or that it's too hard or that people aren't good at following directions, when you start to hire and you lean on good people, and you have your people producing high ROI for your company. I think that's the other big difference that I see when I am coaching, you know, clients and students in my programs is a lot of times people will want to hire and they'll be working on hiring. They've hired some people and then they're not sure what the production 
is is that those people are producing, right? So they may not be bringing in ROI. And if that's the case, that's actually not good for your business. You want each and every person that works for you to make you four to 10 times what you are paying them. Some of my team members have brought in 14 times what I've paid them in just a few months. And it's important that you structure things in such a way and that you're working on this strategically, it's another strategic part of your business, right? A lot of times when people are trying to grow the business, they're like so focused on marketing and sales. And that is an important aspect. But what we cannot, you know, like ignore is that without the infrastructure of people, being able to service those clients becomes really hard. Being able to sustain and continue to market at that rate is going to be very, very difficult. And so you want to have this as one of the core pillars of what you're focusing on with your business growth all the time. All right. So let's dig into the teaching points. Number one, you want to hire for personality and cultural fit over skills. This was a painful lesson for me, okay? I hired people for their skill set because they were like really good at all the technology that I really sucked at, right? And I was paying them a lot of money and they were not a cultural fit. And, you know, like if any of those people are listening, I am sorry. Like this was my big, huge bad, right? And some of them, it was just not a cultural fit, not the way that I like to operate in my business, right? I like to get shit done. Like we always are moving forward. We're pretty fast paced workers. And so if somebody is really lagging in the work that they're doing, but they have all the technical skills, it's really not going to be a good cultural fit. That's one example. Another example is... um you know, I've, I see too many times like a lot of people are really into reading traction and like getting a project manager and like doing all of those kinds of strategies. But then the person that they try to hire on is not a good match personality wise with their personality. And so whenever you're bringing on a person, you want to make sure that their personality type and we use Myers-Briggs, that's my favorite, but I also use DISC as like a secondary. But we use Myers-Briggs personality type to make sure like the person is going to excel in the role you're putting them in, right? So I have a person that I hired and you don't only hire based on personality, but you want to kind of think about, okay, if this is the type of stuff their job is going to be comprised of, is their personality type going to be a match for that? Because if it's not, then they're going to end up in a job or in a role that's just not going to be fulfilling to them. I remember I've hired people who are like Fs on a Myers-Briggs personality type, which is um, really someone who's really loving and heart-centered and that kind of thing. And if I was to put them behind the screen of a Facebook ad campaign where it's spitting out 20 million numbers and their job is to look at a spreadsheet and look at the numbers and the patterns and like decide on a strategy for that, they're going to hate their job. So I'm never going to do that, right? So same goes any in any other role. You want to look at what is the personality type of that person and then you want to match them to the type of things that they're going to be working on in the business. Now, it's not always perfect. Like I like to take the person as a whole over just the score that they get on that test because the test is imperfect, just like any other test. There's like obviously 
not 100% accuracy. But what we can do is really look at it and say, okay, is this in alignment with how you've operated before, right? Like, have you always liked details or have you always geared towards numbers more? Have you geared towards people more, right? And really having that conversation, I think it's a good jumping off point to start conversations in the interview process and really get talking with them about what their experience has been and what they have liked and what they haven't liked about past jobs. And then cultural fit is always like the main thing that I'm looking for. I spent probably two months last year really honing in on our company values and really making sure that those were all 100% congruent for me after having some um, people in the company leave and just like me really being like, what, what is it? What is my culture that I want to create? And what is it that I want to bring forward moving forward? And so you want to make sure you have really like dialed in your company values, you're clear and set on those and that you are screening people. I use the values as a filter for everyone that is coming through the hiring pipeline as well as, I mean, obviously for clients, et cetera, as well, but even more so for the team side, because for the team side, those are the people you're going to be working alongside with for a very long time. And so you're going to want to make sure that the way that they think and what they value is in alignment with what you value. All right, number two is you want to map out the income producing activities way before they come on. So one of the mistakes I see is people will post the job, start recruiting for the job, and then they'll decide on all the things the person will do like the first week they start. That's backwards. You want to start with what the person will do and you want to not just start with what the person will do. You will want to start with what is the highest income producing activity for this role and make sure that they're learning and executing on that first so that they can start creating an ROI for your company from day one and then you start to move them towards the rest of their responsibilities, Um, which kind of, um, you know, sets them up to understand from the first touch point they have with your company when they read that blog, that um, job posting, like, oh, right, like my main thing here is going to be, let's say it's social media marketing is their role, right? Their number one job would be lead generation. So, oh, right, my number one job is going to be lead generation on social media. It's not to be posting on social media because that really is a little bit more touch and go, right? Like you could have a post that generate, like we've had posts that generate $9,000 and we've also had a lot of posts that generate zero. So that's not the point of social media. The point of social media is lead generation. And so when you start that with the job description, you can say, okay, your job description starts with, you're going to be doing lead generation on social media. I expect this number of leads. And this is how many leads you'll need to be bringing in minimum to cover your own head here in the company. And that needs to be very, very clear from day one. All right. That first, and I I say day one, but really it's that first interaction that they have with learning about the job. Because if they're not the type of person that would want to be doing lead generation, then you know they're not going to be a good fit for that role and they would never apply in the first place. Um, Teaching point number three is to have a proper onboarding process and training. 
So it's one thing to bring someone on. It's another thing to have someone fully oriented to what you do, to your company, and to their role. So anyone that comes in, they start with general orientation, which is very vague and very like general. And then it gets a little bit more specific. And then we do some hip to hip coaching where like we're working together and they're watching me do it via screencasting that I've already done. Or they're watching whoever was in that role before who may have had some process videos and some screencasting captured before. And then they're going to be expected to perform and to deliver on the result. And then I will be double checking that result, like every detail of that result. It is not a passive thing. It is not something that I'm just like, okay, have fun, bye. Like I'll see you in five weeks. And then five weeks later, we're like, what happened, right? That's not how it works. And unfortunately online, that's what I see happening a lot. And it's not fair to the employee, but most of all, it's not fair for you because what ends up happening is if they didn't have the proper orientation, they're going through, they're executing on the things, the things may be getting done incorrectly. What happens then? Then you're having to pick up and scramble up all the pieces and then eventually they're going to get fired or they're going to quit and then not all those tasks are going to get back onto your own plate. And when that happens, it's very disheartening as a business owner because we already are wearing like 20 other hats. And so it really is a, is a vicious cycle and it's not something productive nor helpful for us. So instead, what you want to do is properly put people through an onboarding orientation and training process and give them the full like, you know, 60 to 90 days, if not more. And throughout that time, what I do is I do evaluations for them on each of those monthly, like every month we do an evaluation where we dive deep into how they're doing and their performance is doing, what, you know, standard operating procedures they're working on, what KPIs and metrics they're responsible for, and where they are performing with each of those. So that is a very, very useful structure. And we teach all of it in our program, the impact formula, it's all in there with, um, basically everything you need to be able to operate your business at this level. And I love it because, you know, those kinds of systems and infrastructure is what's going to allow you to fully delegate and be hands off, not just have that person, you know, produce the four to 14 times or four to 10 times ROI, which is the goal, but also to have that infrastructure that's like, okay, I know this person is going to perform because I've set them up for success. And I know that if they don't perform, like there's a few things that I can do, right? We help you with troubleshooting the whole thing, right? But if they're not performing, you have to look at different factors and say, okay, is it the person not putting in the effort or is it my leadership and I'm not being clear? Is it the SOP and it's not documented correctly, right? There's a lot of things that could be the cause if they're, if the performance is not there. And we want to methodically rule that out and give people the benefit of the doubt because overall, I believe all people are good people and they're here to do the best job that they can. And we want to, as the business owner and CEO, equip them with all of the tools they need to get the job done. And if we've done everything to the best of our power, 
then we, you know, we can go through process of elimination. And eventually, you know, if that person is not a fit for the job, then we could find that out. But it's not like, okay, you know, first day on the job, go run with it. This is what I want you to do. I've never done it before. I don't know how to fix the problem. Go fix all the problems, right? We want to have problems solved ahead of time before they come in. We want to have very clear instructions on how to do everything and give that to them. And then we want to have that proper orientation and training time to make sure they're fully up to speed on everything that they need to do. So that is the final one. Get daily mindset strategy and support to grow your business for free. Join our community, the Coaching for Impact community on Facebook. Just go to impactdrivenentrepreneur.com slash community to join.